Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into the week of the 2023 SEC Championship game, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us. Number two, you can subscribe to the podcast on that platform and others. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode and others with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's Cousin Bailey, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. Well, let me be the first to congratulate this year's and reigning Bourbon Boys champion, Gus, a big-time repeat. Um, Back-to-back. Back to back, he uh, he kind of he almost went wire to wire. I want to, I know it was close, uh, but anyways, whatever. Congrats, man. Take it away. I mean, it's a huge week. We got one game. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, we have one game this week. Uh, we'll just recap real quick. Last week, I didn't do so well. I went two and five, but I ended up 48 and 44, the only one above 500. Dr. Riffick came in on the season second. Tied with Cousin Bailey, both were 46 and 46. Dr. Riffick went three and four. Cuzzo went four and three. And Malt Liquor bringing up the rear. He went 43, 49. He went three and four last week. So, yeah, it uh, it feels great to be a back-to-back champion. Is that both my full seasons on? No, I had a season before that. Yeah, you had one before two. that. Yeah, okay. But after Larry left, that was that was got rid of the juggernaut, the uniform, uniform connoisseur, Larry. So, but uh, no, it feels awesome. And before we get into this SEC championship game, let's see what everybody is drinking. Malt. Uh, King State venue Kolsch. Very good. Uh-huh. Not exactly a cool night beer, but not exactly a cool night guy, so. Well, there you have it. Cuzzo. Well, um, this might be dangerous, but I poured myself three to four fingers of uh, this Booker's that um, I think we all took a shot of. Yeah. Three of us took a shot of uh, on uh, Florida, Georgia weekend. It was making my mouth sweat, uh, but I do have it on ice tonight, even though it's about 50 something degrees outside. I love this weather, but I am also cold, but I love it. So Booker's produce a man. Well, I'm going to switch it up tonight, you know, for celebrating Gus's back-to-back wins. I have a uh, big sky brewing moose rule. Ah, yes. Larry did. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. And I am having the Florida special lager uh, by copper tail brewing. It's in the Buccaneers throwback but it's their older can i don't know when i should have checked the born on date on this it isn't the new old can that they brought back but uh it's a great beer 
Love it. So doesn't have Todd Bowles and shit all over it. It does not. It does not. Um, but it might be why Devin White's playing so bad. He probably drinks a bunch of these before he gets on the field. Get live 45. Uh yeah, so championship game. I'm gonna let someone else talk about this. I'm gonna go ahead and let Cuzzo talk about this game since he has uh a little bit of skin in this as far as the fam is concerned. You do any research? Because I certainly didn't, and that's how I pulled I mean, off back to back. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I, and, um, I, I do want to say, uh, because of what you just said, that, um, we are looking to, um, update our, uh, store this off season for, for merch because, uh, to put it on a t shirt, I did no research. However, I don't think we really have to do much research, like personally on this game because we've followed both of these teams pretty closely all season long. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, watched full games of all of them. And uh, l- last week, uh, the Iron Bowl was a pretty spectacular game. But in that, it kind of makes it. I don't know. I don't want to say like, I don't want to say it took the air out of anything because playing at Jordan Hare, as Malt Liquor has said, said and has noted and is correct is tough. It's a tough place to play. That was a rivalry game. That's one of like the premier rivalry games in the, in the game. And it's rarely, I don't I don't, I haven't looked, I haven't looked at any past ones. I just know that it's not, it's not always a blowout. I mean, it's, it's even if one team sucks and Auburn certainly does that, but they had, I mean, they let, let, what is it? What is it uh, that the bucks keep doing? They let, uh, or that the Gators keep doing as well, that the, the let snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Cause um, Auburn had Alabama fourth and long with 40 seconds left, I think, or less, less than that. I mean, and, 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 and Alabama needed a touchdown and they have like, the, the funny part is, is this year they have a like quality kicker who actually missed a late field goal, but they have like a very good kicker and Alabama, like in, I don't know, inexplicably scored a touchdown on the, like the, you know, the last, basically the last play of the game. And it, I mean, personally as someone who, aside from my familial appreciation for Alabama, but, and I mean, my in-laws and my wife, aside from that, I hate Auburn. And I have that on record for years and years. I mean, they used to be a huge rival of Florida's, uh, before the um, they took away, I guess it was like the two permanents and they started rotating two teams, the SEC that is. And so that used to be a permanent um, rivalry for us. And I've been up there a number of times, three or three times, I think at least. Uh, I'm one in, wait, no, I'm two in, oh my God, I'm one and two in Auburn at, at my appearances there. Um, and it is a frustrating and a and a and a just a crazy crazy shit happens up there on the plains, as they say. Um, so give them credit, give Alabama credit for coming back and winning. But I mean, don't give them too much credit because this is the same team that got killed by New Mexico State the week before. Now, on the flip side, you have number one Georgia consensus number one in that they're number one in the polls, they're number one in the playoff that just came out poll. 
Um, it's the second to last week before, you know, before rivalry week or championship week, I should say. And they, you know, they took care of, uh, Georgia tech last week. They have not been without their struggles. They've, they've struggled here and there. I think they struggled against Auburn earlier in the year. Um, they struggled against Missouri, but you know, they smoked Florida, which is, you know, no, no large task, frankly. Um, they took care of, uh, Tennessee pretty handily, um, I'm trying to think, but you know, they, they, they played, they, they're undefeated and they're number one and they're reigning champs. And Carson Beck looks like a really good player and they've got a really good team. And Kirby smart looks like, I mean, like he looks like the quintessential, he should go to the NFL. He is so good. I really think it'd be, it would, he's doing a disservice to call it to, to football fans everywhere by staying in college football. Um, but that being said, um, I, I mean, we are going to pick this game just kind of, you know, on a, on a lark, I guess, you know, because that's what we do. Um, I think Alabama's struggles last week have made me really, really question. I think I'm looking for a Georgia victory. I'm looking at a Georgia victory this week. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the line is uh, Georgia favored by four. And it's obviously at the Mercedes Benz uh, Georgia Dome or whatever it's called in hot Atlanta. Um, I know it's going to be packed with both shades of red, as it were, but. I just think that Georgia is, is a uh, is a a team that you just cannot get down on like Alabama did to Auburn. So I'm going to take Georgia to win this game. Um, the line being four, I look for it to be a late score that that puts it over the edge. So I'm going to take Georgia all the way, win and uncover. Well, after that filibuster, I, I was able to finish my beer. And now I have my next beer. Is uh, Allagash. I've never had this uh, Hop Reach IPA. It's uh, actually really good. They're known for their Allagash White, which is, I don't really like those kind of beers. But um, got it at Lucas. It's pretty good. So I, I think the, the question is, if Georgia loses – and the, and the rest of the teams win, is Georgia out of the playoff? Because I think there's an argument that if they're not out of it, then maybe they don't care. It'll be like a couple of years ago where Alabama, I think, beat them in the SEC title game, and then Georgia ended up beating them in the playoff. Um, I mean, I think if they lose their conference championship game, and you have Florida State winning their conference, being undefeated, Michigan winning their conference, being undefeated, and either Oregon, I mean, I guess Washington, I guess it would come down to if Oregon wins. You know, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine Bam beating Georgia at a neutral site in the conference title game and Georgia getting in over them, right? Um so I think if Georgia is able to win that, I, I, it probably depends on Georgia's frame of mind. I think you can throw away the, the Auburn game. Like you said, because weird things happened in Auburn. They were coming off an embarrassing loss. You knew they were going to be super motivated. Um, and, you know, they gave Georgia a tough game at, at Jordan-Hare as well. So I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. What's the number? Five and a half? Four. Four. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's just my heart wanting me to pick Bama because someone said that Georgia's now done three years in a row what what Florida's never been able to do. That's go 12 and 0. Um, which hurts. It really hurts. But, you know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. I'll, I'll take Bama. But, you know, as far as the matchup, it's Georgia's really, they haven't, this is by far the best team they've played. Um, they didn't cover against Georgia Tech. They're a little bit banged up. I read that, you know, so I don't know. I would not be surprised if Georgia won this by a couple of scores, but. I got a feeling Bama might have something for him, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'd stay away from this game if yeah. you're uh, betting this week. Uh, so I'm a little conflicted here because one part of me says, as you just said, Malt, Georgia's gonna could win by you know 14, 17 points. Like I could easily see that happening here. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's Nick Saban and it's a big game. And, you know, these two, like, I don't recall the ending scores, but it seemed like they're always pretty close, at least since Kirby Smart's been there. So maybe I'm completely off my rocker there. But um, well, I know what was it? Two of that had to come in and save one of the games. Or was yeah. It two that of got hurt. Two of hurts. Wasn't that the championship like the? National yeah, Hurts, the national championship. That's the one where uh, Bama won in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just a, I don't know. It, it could go either way here. If I'm purely taking, which is dumb, but taking the saving element out of it, I think Georgia just blows the doors off of them. Uh, I certainly hope not. If there's anything that I love, about college football that's going away next year, but I also like the 12 team playoffs. It's the chaos that ensues. Normally though, like everything works out where no one's really getting stiffed or fucked over. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'd love to see, I'd love to see a little chaos. Like I'd love to see Oregon win this weekend. I would like to see Alabama win this weekend. You know, that just makes makes for more chaos. I'd love to see Louisville win this weekend because that would be straighten great. out a couple of things. I know it's bad uh, when you say you want to see Oregon win. Sorry. I know. Yeah. I know. I have I have another comment on that later on in the show okay. when we're talking about things. But uh, uh, I think I'm going to go. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the, the other thing that kind of makes me think Georgia is like assume it's a stalemate in the running game. Georgia seems with back more in, like better situated to convert like those big third and sixes in the yeah. passing game. Yeah. You know? And that was going to be my next comment. It, it's coming down to the quarterbacks. I'll take Beck right now yeah. over Milrow. That could change next year, but um, I would definitely take him. And I mean, they have Brock Bowers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Alabama has, I can't remember his name, the receiver who's been pretty good this year, but no one on the field is like Brock Bowers this year. They don't have Alabama doesn't have those elite wide receivers or the elite tight ends that suck when they get to the pros. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'll take Georgia. Is it Isaiah Bond. Isaiah Bond. He's the guy that caught the 
Yeah. Burton, he's good too. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, I think the number here actually is the under. So if I had the better number on this game. What's that? Well, actually, it's now bumped up. Holy shit. The line just jumped to six. Oh, shit. I'm still taking Georgia. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But I say I, I think the number here is the under. So, but if uh, I got to pick somebody, it's, it's Georgia. It's their year again. Yeah, I I hate this. They'll lose the, in the playoffs. This is the worst timeline. So, so both Bowers and Lad McConkey were held out against Georgia Tech. That was okay. only an eight point eight point victory. So, um, you know, Bowers, it could be one of those where, you know, one, one, ta- one tackle in the foot, and he could be out, you know, yeah. which that would certainly change things. Um, you know, six points is kind of making me question things. Yeah, I was completely bombed by the second half. Um, thanks to Cousin Bailey. I was sober. Not uh, bad. Yikes. I wouldn't want to be sober through that. Um, no, just more of the same, right? More of the same. Um, actually, the defense played well. I'll give that to them. They yeah. did play well, uh, but they couldn't. They couldn't stop uh, their running back late in the game. So there's that. And yeah, um, Benson. We can yeah we could talk about Florida, I guess. But I'll I'll let you guys talk about the game. Well, I mean, defense play, certainly played well in the first half, but um. When they weren't spitting in guys' faces and getting personal fouls and crucial moments, it's like we're. It reminds me of Muschamp. We're just undisciplined. And I read, uh, I mentioned before, Will Miles. It's like there are certain things you need to see, right? So certainly the recruiting looks good. If we can hold on. The players never quit. I have no doubt that they are bought in to what Napier is trying to build. But he can't seem to make any adjustments during the game. He struggles calling plays. He um, And I don't think the players fear him because you don't spit in someone's face if you're, if you're worried about, you know, consequences like that. And maybe he's just too, too nice of a guy. And, you know, the – I just saw the – I was – before this, the – Gator Nation football podcast watching the offense. And the last play I watched was that double reverse. And like the way he brought it was like, oh my God. Just it's like, okay, uh, Wilson comes across, we do the jet sweep, we toss it back to the other guy. And it's like every, all of it, all the motion brought the player, brought was coming back towards to where the FSU defense was flowing towards the ball. And then it's going back to the quarterback. So it's like they're bringing them all right back to the quarterback. Um, and, you know, I like the idea of trying to take a shot, but just the construction of that play was just horrible. Um, hey, Malt Liquor, can I ask you a question on that subject? Before sure. we Before you, you deviate just slightly. So I was listening to a podcast, a quick, quick one from 1010 XL in Jacksonville. Um, Frank Frangie, the voice of the Jaguars, and uh, Dan Hicken, they're both Gators. And um, 
Hickens said he rewatched that play a couple times and a quick throw to Wilson would look like it would have been successful. Did that, is that what you saw in your breakdown? Yeah, no, I mean, so, so the way they had it set up had, so if all of the FSU linemen follow Wilson and then they see it come back and they sort of like then turn around, then Wilson would have been wide open and he had five blockers in front of him and there were like four FSU guys, but FSU is a good defense. And so their players do their job. So the two guys on the defensive left side of the line of scrimmage stayed home. And so once Wilson pitched it to Jackson, Jackson's coming right back at him. So they're going to go towards him. And then Jackson flips it to uh, Max and they're right there anyway. So he would Max would have had to catch it and immediately throw it. Like, okay, so do you think like a more experienced quarterback could have made the throw, or do you think it was just a blown up like immediately because of our whatever? I mean, like Napier or Max, or I mean, obviously, if it's on Max Brown, then I mean that's also on Napier for putting a dude in that right. position. I don't. I mean, he didn't. He would have had to. It would have had to have been a really, really, okay. if not great. Good, if not great, play for him to get rid of it quickly, because they were right on him. Yeah, um, I, I, I just, I mean, like, I get going for the the jugular after a, after a huge return and a safety and all that stuff, but I did not expect a like a, a slow, especially. I mean, there is something to be said about like you know screens and things like that, you know, bubble screens and and things like that when your offensive line is not doing well. But or just they, a, a quick play fake and a post pattern to Pearsall. Right. I mean, but Pearsall got targeted. I mean, I don't know how many times he got targeted. He had one catch. Yeah. I mean, just it was very frustrating. But, um, you know, while we're on the subject of, of Florida, we do know that as of this recording, they fired two defensive coaches with the story and the expectation at the very least that more to come. I mean, how do you, I mean, if I just give you like this scenario, do you feel better or worse or status quo about the Gators? So they fired uh, the defensive backs and the defensive line coach, correct? Correct. So say they, there's rumor that offensive line coach gone, one of them, if not both, changes on the offensive line coaches. And for some reason, um, Billy Gonzalez is I heard leaving on his own. So my question is holds the recruiting class, you know, as best as he can given coach changes, new offensive line coach. And he does one or both of getting a special teams coach, like a legitimate special teams coach and possibly an offensive coordinator. Will that make you feel these things, these changes? I mean, these are the necessary changes. Do you feel better or are you just like, you know, this dead man walking? Like, what's your thought? I feel better and I feel like he's dead man walking. You feel both? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it has what what you said has to happen. He can't do it all. Um, obviously, he needs help. Our passing game is shit. Even though, like, I just don't like the way it's 
it's constructed. He seems to be selectively aggressive and conservative. Right. You have that to was stick in the to article. a plan. Yeah. Stick to a fucking plan. You're either aggressive or you're not. Yeah, right. he like he what does he do? He like goes from aggressive to just dead for two quarters at least, like like all the time. Right. It wasn't just Saturday. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's frustrating. I mean, the second half, from what I can remember, is we just could not block them at all. Right. Whether that's a byproduct of them just physically beating us or them making an adjustment at halftime that we also failed to adjust to maybe a little bit of both. Um, It just seemed to me like FSU was a vastly uh, better coach team. They weren't, I mean, on the front, especially, I mean, our O-line is shit. Yeah. So, you know, if your O-line is shit, then that hamstrings a lot of what you can do on offense. So, but you know, the penalties, we need to it's get just, offensive linemen in the portal. Right. Just overflow yeah. with offensive linemen. If they suck, they suck. But we the, what we got ain't working. Right. Yeah, and no, was, I mean, that, sh- that should be the number one priority. I understand the defense sucked, but everyone was really young, right? Yeah, it's conceivable so they can get better, yeah. I mean, although we say that every year, that it can't get worse, but. It can't uh, get worse. But yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't have a ton of confidence in Napier, and I feel like guys are going to start to, yeah, you know, I don't know what the deal is. You know, the, the two guys we got rid of seem like they're probably good recruiters. I don't know that for a fact, but so, they check some of the some of the profile. You know. Yeah, doctor, I know you want to say something, but real quick on on the two coaches that have been let go. So you have uh, Corey Raymond, I think was his name. Raymond Redmond, I think it was mm-hmm. Raymond. Yeah, he was specifically brought in because he was. LSU's big dog recruiter. So you're letting him go. So I wonder how well they'll be able to hold on to part of this class. Um, I think that could be a big blow. Now, maybe he just absolutely sucks as a coach. Maybe him and and Billy didn't get along. I don't know. Um, But that was a shocking uh, dismissal. Sean Spence is the other guy. Uh, Couldn't really tell you much about his coaching or recruiting prowess. I just know that he underwhelmed as a five-star when he was at Miami, but he was on those shitty Miami teams. I think Larry Coker was coaching there. Um, and uh, Or maybe maybe it was even uh, – who was the Thai guy? What was his name? Golden. Yeah, Al Golden. Uh, he was on one of those – he was in Miami's down years. Um, I know he played a little bit in the NFL, but, yeah, him I don't know about. But, but the DB coach, I think that might be, at least from a recruiting standpoint, a big loss. But – Doctor, what were you going to say, man? The question I was going to ask, if we make the two field goals, does that change the game a whole lot? I mean, I know not points-wise, but more of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a close game until like our last drive, we were down two, right? And then yeah. we scored at the very end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to make it. But also, I think leading up to the two misses, we had loss of yardage plays. Yep. I think, you know, um, which is just, it's not, it's making big mistakes at the wrong time. Just, it's kind of the story of the year. Well, and I think if, if Napier doesn't work out, then that means Strickland's gone. Strickland gone. Um, 
we need to steal somebody. Yeah, I was going to say who. Ohio State's. No way. AD. No. I don't know who it is. I'm just saying, like, somebody who's got fucking balls. Yeah. Um, I would I would want Sharon more. Like, that guy, like, mm. I mean, he's a great offensive coordinator for Michigan. And the other key there, too, is he's the O-line coach and played O-line. And Michigan's offensive line is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So I would want that guy. He would fix things, at least on the interior, which I think wins ball games. So. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we uh, talk about the other big game, Oregon at Washington? I kind of feel like Oregon's going to win this game. Um, Washington's had a lot of closer battles, I think, than than Oregon. Obviously, Washington's already won. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting game, though, in Vegas. Yeah. Friday night. Um, Oh, was it Friday? Oh, yeah. Kind of excited to watch that. Um, Texas, Oklahoma State. I mean, and uh, I don't know. I mean, Louisville lost to Kentucky, so they're going against the Knowles, who, you know, look pretty beatable against us, obviously. I don't know. So, like, um, there are like some. You know how there were people saying, "Look what Mike, look what Mike Norvell's done at Florida State. Why can't we be, do that?" You know, and and then there were on the converse side saying, "Well, this is his fourth year." And then there were people arguing, saying, "Wait, well, his third year he had success." And then there were people saying, "But he's in the ACC, and now he lost his quarterback." And I mean, they could have, and maybe in a you know a ball bounce here or there should have lost to a not good Florida team without Jordan Travis. So what does that say about Mike Norvell? He's a good I coach. mean, is he's he 12 and 0? <laughs> no, in the ACC, I don't blame you, but I mean with but 11 of those wins, well, I mean sorry, 10 and a half of those wins with Jordan Travis. Well, I'll say this, he wasn't like Jordan Travis was not good at the beginning, but he got him playing good. Yeah, when I say beginning, beginning of his time at Florida State, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. I'm just trying to throw any kind of, you know, all the scenarios at the wall. He's done a great job in the portal, bringing guys in that can play. I mean, big time. You know, is he the least hateable Florida State coach? I don't know. He's still wearing that color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I still doesn't take once I hear like. One beat of that chant, I'm just ready to fucking strangle somebody. I know I was being sour grapeish, but I mean, we've got to do something about the way they just like dominate that st- that stadium with their freaking band called Winning. No, they'll still play it. They're horrible people. They're disgusting. Yeah, that's true. Now nah, they're not going to play it if they're getting their ass kicked. That's true. So, cuz I I do have a question for you. What what's up, buddy? So we've already put Billy Napier on a spit. He's uh he's over some fire right now. And that's the same exact thing that we want to do to uh the Knowles band. Yeah. But what would go good after you cook them up and eat them? What would go good with it? A cannibalism? Funny you should ask. Yeah, I mean when they're less than human, is that possible? 
Oh, short of some terrible disease. I think the best thing that goes with human flesh would be pandemic sauce company. <laughs> because this portion of the bourbon boys, picking the SEC is brought to you by pandemic sauce company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands. A friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That is Pandemic Sauce Company, PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. So I would have to say that if it's your first time eating human flesh, you might want to go with something extra spicy, like the blueberry ghost pepper or the scorpion guava or the pineapple reaper, which is not just a clever name, apparently. Um, but if you're eating something a little bit more mild, you know, tastes like human, like pork, for example, jalapeno apple, mango habanero, outstanding sauces. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did have our sponsor on for the Florida LSU game, a game the Gators lost, of course. Um, he informed us that currently uh, the this is the best season for jalapenos and habaneros. However, uh, ghost peppers, reapers, scorpion peppers are currently being cooked in the greenhouse. So look for those in the future. But currently, jalapeno apple, mango habanero are available. That's Pandemic Sauce Company, pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code bourbonboys at checkout for a discount. So don't forget when he gets the rub going, oh, I think man. that would go really good on, on Napier's back ribs, you know, backstrap. Yeah. 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 He's on the hot seat for sure. It's getting I, hot. I mean, it's been hot. Yeah. You think he walked off the plane to a hot seat? <laughs> Yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. You think you, you think that's the thing? Okay, I don't know. I, obviously, everyone wants success. I don't think, I mean, like, I know a handful of people that, like, hated coaches that we've had so much that they didn't even want success because they didn't want to prolong what they knew was an, a, a failed a failed hire. I mean, and I, and so in other words, like I'm familiar with people who feel that way. I mean, is that something you guys have ever entertained? Like even as late as last year, you're like, I don't want him to win any games next year. So he's gone sooner. Something like that. No, no, no. not at all. But it, I mean, next year's not going to be easier than this year from a, no. well, standpoint. not from a schedule point of view. Right. Correct. We, we'll have more experience on the team theoretically. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I looked at the schedule. Um, we've got LSU without Jaden Daniels. That's at home. A and M has a new coach at home, and a new and we'll have new uh, a whole new team, a whole new revamped team. Uh, Miami is. I don't think Miami is very good, but you know, no, I, are they going to are they going to be breaking in a new quarterback? I don't really know their status. UCF. I mean, it's Gus Malzahn. It's still something to be concerned about. You know, Mark Stoops is, a, I think Mark Stoops is, well, no, they just beat Louisville. So who knows what's going on with them? Tennessee, what's um, Milton? Yeah, what's his stories? Is he gone? He'll be gone. He's gone. He's, he's gone. They have a highly creative. Yeah, that's probably. 
That's yeah, true. that's probably an upgrade with Milton leaving. That's true. But it is at home. That guy can play pretty good at home. Uh, you know, obviously Georgia really difficult at Mississippi State. New coach. Obviously, weird shit can happen in Starkville. We've seen. We that. don't win that game. It's going to be a long year. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss at home. That's going to be a tough one, I think. But I mean, my point is, if you if you look at these games individually, and now we have to go to Texas, that's going to be very very difficult. But if you look at some of these games individually, like and not like under the microscope of like of a daunting no, schedule. You. I mean, there are there are some wins there. So I mean, but we've got to win the one. Like this year, we are two freaking plays away from being seven and five, and Napier's seats cooled a little. You know, right? So we've got to win those games next year. We've got to go over five hundred, seven eight wins. You know, something something something. I don't know. It's just show improvement. Yeah, if they get eight wins, they might be in the playoffs. Holy shit. What? Yeah. We, and oh, hey, let me ask you a question. So, there's been, so what's the story with conference realignment? Like, um, is the Big Ten going away from their divisions next year? That's my understanding. Yeah, I think they are. I saw like this thing that was like an RIP Big Ten West. Yeah, they're awful. No way. I mean, was... Has the SEC even said what they're doing? I don't know if they've said what they're doing, but I, I mean, look, they, judging by our schedule. I thought they were doing the. Oh, wait. Yeah. Are they starting with the pods already or no? I I, I think it I think we might I, just I be doing it. a, is it a straight conference that we just, the top two go or something? In 2024, the SEC will transition to a divisionless schedule, meaning there will be 16 programs playing different conference opponents than they are accustomed to. East and West have been done away with for the time being. The majority of the rivalries have been retained by the conference, however. So if you look at our schedule, that bears that out because we don't play Vanderbilt. We don't play South Carolina. Right? Yeah. Um, Two W's, gone. Not not to sound like Billy Napier, right? Um, So, yeah. We retain the top three teams from the East. And uh, yeah, and LSU is uh, still on our schedule for one more year. And add the two Mississippi's, Texas, A and M, and yeah, the two Mississippi's and the two Texas teams. So you know what it would almost be fun though? Throw everyone in one division and do like a ping pong ball schedule, <laughs> like a lottery. Lottery. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah. so, and we dropped and we dropped Mizzou too. Yeah, but Who? they're losing like thirty players. They're, I was really kind of hoping they're losing. They're losing Cook, right? Yeah, they're yeah. losing Cook. Cook's and gone. Schrader. I mean, they're losing a, a bunch of players. I was looking forward to hosting them next year. Yeah, it's a new and world. Drinkwitz, let me tell you something about Drinkwitz. I'm sorry to sound like a a sore loser here, but that he's an asshole. Yes, M I Z. He, he, he is an asshole. That fight. Arkansas, like I know Arkansas started the second fight, but Missouri's got a reputation in my mind. I mean, they had, you know, our team had an issue with them with Mullen. After they beat us, they were, you know, mocking our sideline like a bunch of damn jackasses. And then this Arkansas thing and Drinkwitz is just smiling and laughing. He loves the fire. 
some annoying shit right there. I hate the guy. He's not a lovable, yeah. no, you know, Nazi. He's an asshole. Not that there's a such thing as a lovable Nazi. Oops. What about uh, what's her name from Last Crusade? Oh yeah, Elsa. 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 Yeah, I like Elsa. Yeah, Elsa. Me too. Not Elsa from Frozen. No, no. Elsa, no. Doctor oh, okay. Elsa Schneider. We're not talking about she's that. A, she's a cunt. Sorry, just one. Wait, wait, wait. So you hold, you hold the Nazi in higher regard than the Queen of Arendelle? Of course, they cost him money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. money and fame. You still got the fame. Your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so I sort of talked about the games, but in a shitty way. Do we want to like? Talk about the other games, kind of. Yeah, let's talk about Oregon Washington. Unless you want to talk about any other game. No, I say, I mean, Oregon Washington. I think Oregon's going to win. Um, I don't know. I mean, Bo Nix has looked pretty good this year. Um, he seems really accurate. He's mobile. Uh. Yeah, you just said good. that, by the way. You just said that, Bo Nick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. But uh, Washington so, has, has sort of scraped by several games, including last week. So um, I think Oregon's going to win that game. So you mentioned Bo Nix, and that's where I said I get back to Oregon. I hate Oregon. I hate Bo Nix. Never liked him. That being said, those that don't know, I'm a diehard Bucks fan. And we suck. And we're probably going to be top 12 draft pick. I wouldn't mind the Bucks taking Bo Nix. And here's why. He's improved. He has really improved. Number two. The Bucks need some type of mobility at quarterback because the offensive line sucks and I don't see it getting better next year. So he has that. The other thing is, if you look at rookie quarterbacks, I know I'm kind of going nfl here, but if you look at rookie quarterbacks or second-year quarterbacks, those that have a lot of game experience do much better than those without, you know, more than a season. So. He has it. He's got like six, seven years like playing quarterback. He's I don't know. I think I think he'll be a not at the top. He won't be like, like CJ Stroud came out like this year, but he'll be uh he'll be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL next year. Not top tier, but so I I wouldn't mind him on uh the Bucks team. So and that's what didn't I have he, to say about that. But Oregon in the, sorry. No, go ahead. I just wanna didn't he and Trask go head to head? At Florida in 2019? Probably. Wasn't he the freshman quarterback at Auburn that year? Yeah, could have been. And now it's two or yeah, three. he was terrible against us that game. Yeah, yeah of course he was. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm freshman. not. Exactly. I'm not saying that defines his future. I just mean, if Trask, is Trask going to be on the Bucks next year? Like, what are we, like, what's yeah, the story of this contract? Okay, but yep. likely not Mayfield. Year. So you know what's funny? A couple of the guys I follow on Twitter that do like the Bucks analysis, the Bucks like based on like the 
I don't quite understand all the modified stats, but that their passing game is like in the top 12 or 13 in the league. Um, yeah, I can see that. What's been horrible is their defense. It's like 30th. And running that's the ball. Why that's, that, well, yeah, and, that, <clears throat> and our coach is an idiot and doesn't know when to go for it and when to kick a field goal, how to call timeouts. I think he, he thinks he can convert those to Big Macs. But uh, important. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I like Knicks. I expect I expect Oregon to win. I don't know what you guys think. Um, I kind of, all things being equal, of the teams that have a shot, I would like probably like prefer Washington to win it all. Um, you know, they got the local kid at quarterback. I don't know anyone from Washington. They don't annoy me. Um, their colors are cool, purple and gold. You know, um, I think Florida State, Louisville, I think that feels like a coin flip game to me. And Florida State's probably going to figure out a way to win it. Um, What's the line on that game? Uh, hmm, let me think. Probably by three, I'd say. Let's, That'd be my guess. It opened at four and a half, and now it's down to two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. yeah. Um, I would be absolutely shocked if Iowa beat Michigan. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Shocked. Harbaugh's yeah. back, baby. And uh Yeah. That'd be great if they lose the game. It would be funny. With him back, it, especially. But they'd have to what happens then? You can't put Iowa in it. No. No, then Texas or the loser yeah. of the SEC championship or the loser of the the Oregon Washington game, one of those teams would get in. Well, I guess if Oregon won, Washington would get in. Like if Bama won, Georgia would get in. So that, that's what I was going to ask. What is the absolute the, chaos situation? So it would be Georgia losing, FSU losing, Michigan losing, right? And, and Washington, Washington and Washington losing. And Washington now, losing. That would yeah. be complete chaos. That would be un- yeah. That'd be. Yeah, because you just have a bunch of one-loss teams and Florida State, who's undefeated. Let me ask uh-huh. you all this. We hate—I know we hate Michigan in general. Not not all of us. I know one I of us is empathetic. You don't hate Michigan, okay? Mm. I hate Harbaugh more than I hate Michigan. Does that make I sense? I kind of like Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I don't hate. Wish you was our coach. Yeah. I was going to ask you that, cause I don't. Did we talk about? I don't. I'm not sure I understand. I mean, like, this is a great year they're having. And they beat, I guess they beat Ohio State a couple of years, right? But with nothing to show for it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he he's trying to it's recruit fucking, yeah. kids to Michigan. And it's not 1970 anymore, you know? Why Why are you going to, especially if you're from the South and big and fast and black, why are you going to go to Ann Arbor when you can go to Athens or Austin or Tuscaloosa? So you're saying if he was in a spot like that down here, I just think he's a really he's been a good coach. He's had success everywhere he's been. I don't know. He bothered me early on, and I hold grudges better than most people. So there. Um, you would, mean, would you would you take him over Napier? I guess yeah. Well, I mean, I it's a, it's ridiculous. Of course, I would. I mean, like I would do it like. You know, oh, I don't know. He's so weird. But then I'd be happy if he won. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. 
Does does he bother you more than Ryan Day? Yeah, that's a toss up. So I got inside information on Ryan Day. It's not his real beard color. No shit. No. Just for Ben. Apparently he's a good dude. Like he's a he's a really good dude to like hang out with. So does he color his beard though? Come on. I don't know. I need to ask uh I need to ask the guy the question. So there's a guy I know he was a instructor at Ohio State. Um I work with him now and uh he was neighbors with Dave when he was the offensive coordinator and they used to hang out a lot and everything. He was like, dude, he was like, he's just a normal dude and he's a man's man. Like he's really great to have beers with. And I trust this guy a lot. Um, so. Why does he dress like a pit boss at a third rate casino in Reno? That's a great question. I mean, red suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Would you well, want Ryan Day as your coach over Billy Napier? Hell yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. All right. Anyone who's playing this week. Yeah. That's for, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Even Norvell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's Liberty's coach? Cricket Hughes stepson? Yeah, he was Bastard's he was son. He was up for like the Mississippi State. Well, not up for, but he was his name was mentioned in some of the openings that have been closed. How old's uh, Nick Saban? 70-ish. Yeah. Okay. So crazy story here. Not story, but possibly. Like, what if somehow, for some reason, like, say they get blown out in the uh, SEC championship game. Okay, it's never going to happen. But say he was available right now at this current moment. Would you want Nick Saban to be yes. Florida's coach yes. at 70? Yes. Yes. You know, Urban's like what, fifty nine? Yes, I think so. Yeah, young. Yes, I take him in a second, right? Yeah, yeah, same. Did you hear the crazy rumor about who might be taking the Indiana vacancy? Urban Meyer? Oh uh, no, I saw this one. Who? Chucky. John Gruden. So really, they're going to welcome him back to the realm of the living. I don't know. Been enough time. I don't know if he would do it. I don't know though. I just I can't see him like doing the whole college thing. What are you talking about, man? Wait, what's that? And like, I actually, I mean, someone told me several years ago that the thing that that he would be good in college because what killed him in the pros is after three years, three four years. Players got sick of him. Yeah, perfect. He's kind of a phony. Like he's he never would tell anyone like the hard truth. He always treated everyone like he was his best friend, even though it's like, you know, he's not going to start him or whatever. That was kind of the criticism. Now again, this is like six twenty, you know, fifteen years ago, Steve Dumick type shit. But I I could see where, especially like. If you're a pro, you be like, all right, this guy's. But I can see him being a great recruiter. Um, you know, luckily, you know, I don't know, know that he has to do too well with the homosexual community to field a good football team. But um, but it'd be it would be more interesting than whoever the hell else they might hire. You know, 
some guy I've never heard of. This guy who works at Casita Taqueria is a big IU fan. I wish I had thought about this. Next time I go there, I'll ask him what he thinks. Hey, are they far enough away from the Bobby Knight controversy that they feel like doing a, you know, high profile questionable hire? Well, I mean, Arkansas is thinking about bringing in uh, Petrino as their offensive coordinator. I saw that. I thought it was a done deal. No, uh, maybe it is, but I mean, fire pit and I'd walk, watch my back. How big? Yeah. yeah. Watch your secretary's back too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Don't let them take your motorcycle out for a ride. No. Good old Petrino. But do, uh, do you guys have a preference for the Army Navy game? Is there one you care about one way or the other? No. I used to I used to always for some reason I used to always favor Navy. Me too. But then I've just completely gone away from that in the last like three or four years for some reason. It could be Another top one. gun though, you know. If anything, I have a couple buddies who played for uh Naval Academy. Okay. But yeah, I, I could give two shits about it. I kind of, yeah. I kind of like two two things occur to me every time the game's on. I, I want to watch a good game, and it's often entertaining. Yeah, and I, I enjoy watching like, it. I love the I love it being cold. I love the you know all the cadets or the midshipmen in the stands. I think that is so cool the way they're you know like in their you know whatever. That, that's why I kind of like army is because they have those sweet like charcoal. Right. Oh hell yeah! Coats—they look like complete badasses in those. Totally. The um, the other thing is, it pisses me off. I wish I had gone to it because isn't it like in Philly? Oh, uh, they—it's typically they moving around. But the, I think this year it's around. It's in Boston this year. Yeah, oh, it great. used to be in Philly though. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of wish I had just kind of gone up there one year when I was living in D.C. It seems like I mean I love cold weather. I love football and I never really gone to like a really cold game. I mean, like I've that. heard, I've heard seeing a game at West Point is awesome. That's like a bucket list venue. Cause that, that campus is beautiful. It's like right on the banks of the Hudson kind of on a, like a cliff. They like have every game. They have like paratroopers bring the ball to mid midfield. Um, what about Annapolis? What's their setup like? Is that a, I mean, I know that I, I've been to Annapolis, but I mean like the actual like stadium and all that, was there like anything? You know, honestly, I don't, I haven't heard much about it. So it's probably not that great. So I've, excuse me. I've driven by the stadium. It's not on campus. Ah. Um, it's about a mile down outside of Annapolis. Yeah. And man, why am I struggling with that? Annapolis proper. You're still not um, saying it right. Are you? Indianapolis. That's all I can think of. Is that commercial? Am I saying it wrong? No, it's Annapolis. Wait, <laughs> is it Annapolis or Annapolis? It's Annapolis. Yeah, but what yeah. is he saying? Annapolis. He's saying Annapolis. You're saying Annapolis. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, How much wine did you have? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I might be. I'm dreading my my 4 a.m. wake up call tomorrow morning. Oh um, my god, I missed that. Sorry. The, uh, 
the no it's fine we can keep i'm i'm good man i'm really good on time um well i hope you make your an alarm <laughs> annapolis what's wrong i don't know like, you're still no, saying but, it weird it's Stop. like you're saying annapolis yeah like ann arbor yeah, yeah there you know. go <sighs> say it one more time come on you're freaking me out annapolis <laughs> no no what I was saying. It's Annapolis, not Annapolis. Oh. Yeah. Like you Annapolis. There you go. There you go. Whew. We just cured him, ladies and gentlemen. That's not that's not correct. Annapolis. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> I got crabs at that famous crab place. I was with yeah. my family. There's no way I wait. Oh man, you're oh, with your oh, family? Oh, Keep it in the pants. You're even, even sick. Kids are in the room next baby. door. And it was my man. parents. I was oh. with. Oh. Bad family. Wait a minute. What's worse? No, but the stadium where the Naval Academy is is not at the Naval Academy. No. It's uh down the road. Uh the academy itself is nice. It's pretty. Um, but it's it's on Chesapeake Bay, right? Like, how nice how nice is that? Uh, hmm. I mean, there's some buildings. The architecture is nice, but there's nothing aesthetically really pleasing about it. So, uh, been in their basketball gym for a wrestling match. Wrestling. Um, that I think the Devil's Den is bigger than their basketball gym. So Saint Pete High. Yep. Um, yeah, remember uh, they they filmed a couple scenes out for uh, Patriot Games there. So yeah, it's good time. Yeah, yeah. Great. The uh, so I've never been I've never been to West Point though. I would love to go there. So you guys know you can like just take tours of those places, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. I mean, I it makes sense, but I did not know that. Yep. And after I just posted a. In the chat photo of the stadium from the opposite side of the river. Oh, nice. Where, um, how far up is it? It's, I want to say it's. Or away from. Yeah, it, it's about, it looks like it's about. Hour, hour and a half north of the city. So it's, uh, just south of Newburgh. But that's not helping. Yeah, Basically, half, half halfway between Albany and New York, essentially. Is it in d- any direction near Poughkeepsie? Uh, it's near Peekskill. Okay. What's the city called? West Point. Oh, right. Sorry. It's not Ann. Wait, do you have any funny way of saying that? West Point. Worst Point. It's it, yeah, it's like the because it's on the west side of the Hudson. Um, so where the hell? Oh, it is. It's actually it's probably not far of, from Poughkeepsie. Yeah, it's south of Poughkeepsie. That's where Vassar is. My cousin went there. So did uh, Koala's mom. Hmm. Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson was the uh, was their speaker or whatever it's called. At Vassar? Yep. Is that like a white woman's school? His daughter was there. I think she was in the graduating class. And uh, 
he had some choice wonderful things to say yeah the right the right audience to bash you know conservative republican candidates and so forth and presidents at the time so whatever it was a lot of fun it was hot as balls but we i went out in new york city like that night and it was awesome well that'll do it for the bourbon boys podcast uh 2023 sec football edition i want to thank our sponsor a uh, longtime sponsor pandemic sauce company that's pandemic sauce company.com enter code bourbon boys at checkout or a discount. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends. So this is the last podcast of the season, but look for us to post some off-season podcasts with updates on the Gators and the SEC in general. Um, any last thoughts, fellas? Yeah, I'm done with football this year. I mean, I'll still watch yeah. it, obviously, but I'm kind of done. Uh, Automatic Rewind, our other yeah. podcast, Cousin I. Uh, so if you haven't heard, Braveheart is out and available. And we've picked up we've picked a, another title for our next recording. Should we disclose that there, Cuz? Why not, man? Let's do it. Let's get these. All right. Teasing. Eddie Murphy's classic coming to coming America. To America. Never seen it. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious. I feel you know, like I, that's directed at me for the Godfather. <laughs> I can, I can, we are going to discuss this in the green I was room. about to say, I can wake up tomorrow with my face sewn to the carpet, and I don't think I'd be more surprised than I am right now. Anyways, uh, for uh, so for Malt Liquor, our reigning two-time champ, Gus, our producer, Dr. There you go. You said it right. Finally. Woo, we can all sleep easy. Our producer, Dr. Rific. I am Cousin Bailey. Uh, yeah, saying go Gators. Well, I-